everybody, it's Neil with the Dash Lee Gentleman. And with me, I have Frank. Say hi, Frank. What? What's going on? And tonight, we're going to talk about how gaming was before the internet and how gaming is now after the internet. Thanks, internet. Thanks, internet. You ruined everything. <laughs> so, okay, before the internet, we had things like... I mean, we still have them, but nobody does them anymore. Uh, arcades and LAN parties. Let's, let's talk a little bit about arcades, Frank. Did you ever peruse around the arcades with all the other bros? Uh, well, I mean, I don't know about bros. There were no bros when I was at the arcade, but yeah, we definitely, I definitely hung out at some arcades. Yeah. What was your game of choice at the arcades? I didn't have one. Yeah. I wasn't good at any of them, but I just played whatever was there. I mean, I remember the the one game I actually beat at the arcade was the X Men, side scrolling turtles through time. Yeah, the four player one the turtles through time too. Oh yeah, that was also four player. Yeah, I mean, I love those like the double dragon style, fucking fighting games. Oh, it's just so good, yeah. so good. And then you got that uh, the Simpsons. I I hated that fucking game, but I also don't like the Simpsons. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, I, I think that, like, the subject material means a lot. I mean, X-Men I love the most, obviously, because I like the X-Men more than everything else. Turtles 2 Time was a better game. Looked better, functioned better, etc. Um, the Simpsons, I just, I couldn't wait to stop playing it. So I got to see it, and everybody be crowding around it, and I, I just like... Okay. If I had nothing else to do, then I would play it. Yeah, alright, alright. Um, I was big on fighting games. Shocker, I know. Um, I think I probably uh, ended up dropping out of college because of Street Fighter 3. Dummy. <laughs> um, I mean, there were other reasons, but I did spend a lot of my time in the school arcade that we had Marvel vs. Capcom 2. We had Street Fighter 3 Third Strike, which is the superior one, by the way. And I think we had Virtua Tennis. Oh, there you go. And I don't know why, but that one was always popular. It was always the one dude from, like, Kenya that always played it. Oh, that's weird. He would just pour quarters into that shit. Huh. Now, <laughs> did you ever run into, like, arcade rivalry? I'm going to go with yes. Yeah? Yes. Tell me. Tell me how it went down. That guy tried to stab me in an arcade. Does that count as rivalry? <laughs> I mean, attempted, does attempted murder classify as rivalry? <laughs> did, was there an attempted stabbing that just so happened to be in, our, in an arcade? Or did you beat somebody so bad at, at an arcade game that they wanted to stab you? Yes, actually. Okay. The, the, the latter. I mean, I, I beat, we were playing... Um, Look, and I know, and it's funny. I know that I know that people are gonna be like, "You deserved it." Um, so I was, I was losing, and but we had bet money on it. So you know, yeah, uh, I'll, I'll bet. You know, all all bets being equal, I wanted the money. So we were playing uh, Mortal Kombat, and he got in close, and I started to, to endless sweep him. Ah, uh, you're one of those people. <laughs> I did. I won. You know, I, I won, and he completely lost his mind. He tried to knife me. So, I mean, that was. 
I mean, like this full of quarters, dude. <laughs> By any means necessary, you got to win the bet. I get it. Yeah, I mean, like, I feel like there should be a limit, you know, because I was just like, hey, I won. And then, you know, and I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> what did you win? A free stabbing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, homie's got a piece. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I had something like that happen. Um, it wasn't in an arcade, but it was on a Street Fighter Two machine at a burger joint down the street from our house <laughs> in LA and uh, back then I was like 6 or 7 I could barely reach up and fucking hit the buttons <laughs> and uh, it was me and my brother and this one other dude with really long hair and my brother was just whooping his ass and he, he eventually got tired of you know beating him at Street Fighter he's like you know what I'll let my little brother play he's only played this game like twice and I did the whole thing where I picked Guile and I would jump over to him and backbreak him Jump over, suplex. Jump over, suplex. Like, apparently it's cheap if you jump at somebody and then immediately throw them or something. Uh, so, I beat the shit out of him. And he's like, dude, your little brother's a cheater. He's like, say about my little brother? <laughs> yeah. And then something like, I can't remember what was said, but eventually the words, your mom, was uttered. Oh, lord. Yeah, we we all got thrown out of the burger joint after that. You ain't lived life until you've been thrown out of the burger joint. For video game. Yeah, for a yo mama joke. See, I, I think I think because of the internet, which is the great concealer now, I mean, back in those days, you had to back up what you said. Yeah, I mean, you talk, you know, as they say, talk shit, get hit. Yeah, because you're right there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, you know, say it to my, say it to my face, asshole. Here's and then, I mean, happens. like, you had to be like, I mean, like, because there's always the guy in the arcades who'd be like, you know, if you're playing and if you're like doing good and people are watching, there's always some dude like way in the back. I'm like, this guy fucking sucks. Was that? Who said that? Where is he? <laughs> Why don't you come here and say it to my fucking face? And then. Huh. Uh, he was. <laughs> We're about to have Street Fighter in real life. <laughs> yeah, I'm like pick your character. Pow. <laughs> uh, yeah, but I mean, like the internet, the internet has made it so that you can say whatever you want to at any point, uh, with 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 no fear of reprisal, which is great. Yeah, I mean, like because it may. I mean, like, cause I get to the point where whenever people are, are watching me play a game online and and they say something nasty it, it doesn't even phase me like i don't even like, because but i love the people who say shit but they're witty and they're funny yeah and i'm like that is awesome you are fun you're a funny fucking guy i don't even care if it's being mean to me i mean like because i find you know self-deprecating humor to be quite quite comical sure but if they say something and and it's it's just nasty, like you know, but like like oh my god, you're such a faggot, you know, just just the way that they say online, I'm like, and that's it, that's it, that's all I get. I mean, like I glance, I read it, and I keep playing because it doesn't mean anything. It, it it's just like it, it's the yo mama jokes from from back in the day. Yo mama, meh. It is, and to me, it Nothing. equates to like prank phone calls, except for it's a lot easier. Like, did you ever get pranked on the phone? Prank. Mm-hmm. <laughs> No, actually, oh, I mean, when I when I worked at, when I worked at Domino's, yes. <laughs> so like, here's these fucking kids. They're like, "Hey, is your refrigerator running?" Or some other stupid shit. And it's like, come on, guys, 
It, you gotta be a little more creative than that. I mean, I would welcome it if it were clever, just like you. Right. But, th- but this is the internet. It's like, all right, what are you gonna do on Friday night? Well, I'm gonna go on the internet. I'm gonna visit some people's streams and I'm gonna say mean things. Hold <laughs> on, block off the rest of my schedule for the night. This is gonna be a rough night. I remember one of my favorite things. We had a kid call and do the "Is your refrigerator running?" Yeah. Uh, whenever I was working at Domino's, and I and I laughed. I did. I genuinely laughed. And you know, it, it, you could tell that he was uncomfortable because he wasn't expecting that kind of response. And I was like, I don't know, but if you want, you can come from, you know, and I read the kid's address up because we have color ID. And I'm like, from here, and you can come help me try to find it. Click. I'm like, yeah, no, I know exactly who the fuck you are. I know what your parents' names are because they've ordered before, you stupid asshole. Probably shouldn't call from the house phone. Probably peed his pants. <laughs> Look, I believe strongly in the power of technology. And color ID, it's your friend whenever you work in food service. Yeah, that's kind of creepy. <laughs> Just saying. Super creepy. Yeah, um, I, I eventually got so good at Street Fighter, at least in that little circle in that college, that uh, did you ever see like a big old line of people lining up on player two and then just one guy on player one? Just yeah. going through them left and right. Mm-hmm. See... I always ran into the people that were like, okay, either either they'll respect you, they say, yeah, you're really good at this game. Or you get the one kid that... If the sun gets, was in my eyes. <laughs> yeah, he'll, he'll... No, no, he'll, he'll do this. He beats you, and he rubs it in your face. Or he loses, and he tells you you have no life. Oh, yeah. There, <laughs> there's, no, there's no middle ground. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm better than you at this game. <laughs> Dude, you gotta get a life. You play this game way too much. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. There there's no there's almost nobody like I, very infrequently would you ever beat somebody at a game and they're like, You're very skilled at this. You know what I mean? It, it's taken you a lot of time and, and to, to learn the nuances of the game, but like, thank you. I appreciate that. It's never it's almost never that. See, I get that. I get that every once in a while in Heroes. Every once in a while, and, and it's it's a great feeling. But I mean, then you know, more often than not, it, it's people just like being like, you know, I bet you, I bet you've never seen a vagina in your life. Yep. You gotta see the sun. I'm like, dude, I'm not even that good at this game. <laughs> tells you how bad you are. You know, I mean, and that's the thing is like it was the exact opposite in the arcades, and I do miss that because I miss. Every once in a while, you get the one person that makes it really awkward who wants to talk shit. But nine times out of ten, hey man, good game. Fist bump, yeah. boom. Yeah, because I mean, I think didn't... I think it's because they're you know they're they're right there. Yeah, and I think that I think if you take a lot of kids nowadays, oh, this makes me sound so old. If you take a lot of kids nowadays and you put them like in an arcade setting and you actually make them sit next to the person that they're playing, you'd probably find them doing something very similar. To that, or just sitting there in abject silence, just like they lose and just because they 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 have no way to express it that's constructive or or positive or or any way other than to try to flame the other person, but like they're not behind the comfort of a keyboard, right? In their home, in their in their safety net, the person is actually the person that they would like to flame is like less than five feet away, and and. Probably is a super nice person, 
and they don't know how to deal with that. Like this, like I mean, because you wouldn't go to a grocery store and just you know some ladies picking out produce and then just be like, you know, those pants make you look ridiculously fucking fat. Just at random, just watching her do shit. Just like if you just stand behind her and follow her to the grocery store and just make nasty comments about everything she does, you wouldn't do that. No, because eventually you're yep. gonna pop in the mouth. <laughs> I mean, she's gonna turn around and she might fucking kill you. I mean, she's gonna you're gonna be the dumbass that follows her to the wine section and then she busts one of those fucking bottles bottom first on top of your skull. Yeah. Boom. I mean, and you're just gonna be out forever. And uh, you just because you don't see that in life. I mean, so I don't think these kids. I don't think these kids would be able to do that. I don't think they'd be able to be like in an arcade setting. And and I think they would just stand the corner and just you know. <laughs> The people I want to talk shit about are everywhere, and they're all being nice to each other. I don't know what to do. <laughs> guess I'll just shut up. I guess I'll just shut my fucking mouth, <laughs> just like they've always said. Oh yeah, man, I miss arcades. I I I really want to bring them back, but I don't think it's gonna happen because people have to leave the house. They have that. They have the giant arcade in Vegas. Um, I. I liked going there until I realized how expensive it was, and oh, yeah. then I I no longer had it. And they and they follow follow into the same group as most of the casinos because at one point the casinos and and arcades in general back before everything was all land and whatever they they were very up to date on all their stuff and they had the latest games. They're all updated. They're all clean. The places were fantastic. They had all the lights and, and it felt like a gambling experience. Or for the casino, but for kids, where you're just having something that's fun to do. But now you go in there, and it looks like a fucking drug den. Where, like there's like garbage all over the floor. And the lights, thirty percent work. You know, and the the arcades are all carved up, people's initials. They're the same fucking cabinets that they had fifteen years ago. I mean, they they have done nothing with them. But there's no updates. There's no you know. There's no new titles. They haven't tried to keep up with them at all. So I mean, like you end up in a very confined space. Probably less games than they had before. That are the same, the same that they had before with poorer quality because they are not being maintained, and, and it's and it's disappointing. And the the big on the big arcade on the strip was like you you had to pay it like a cover charge to get in. So at first I was like, oh cool, so I pay pay the charge and then I get in and then I, I get to play the the video games. Like I just assumed that like I paid you fifteen dollars. Then, then therefore, like the rest of the games are going to be free. Just sure. like you run them, yeah. you get like a little wristband, you run them up. That's a uh, it's not. It's not. You you pay fifteen dollars just to get the fuck in, and, and then you have to pay to play the fucking games. That was just like I feel like now n- looking back on it, I'm like I feel like this was a testing ground for Ubisoft and EA to be for like their DLC content <laughs> releases. They're like people will fucking pay for this. They'll pay through the because it was like it was it, I mean because like, when you go to, like the the Luxor and you play House of the Dead, yeah. It's like 25 cents. You know, like 25 cents, you go and you play. And, and, and it was fun. And then you get your ass whipped because you're, cause you're seven and you suck and the gun's heavy. And then you you pay another $25 and then you just keep going until you run out of money. Whatever. Fine. But then you go into this the, the big multi-level arcade on the strip that's not even like 200 yards away. And it was two fucking dollars per life. Yeah. I mean, it was so incredibly expensive. And then you're like, 
okay, well, I'm out of money. I managed to play for 10 minutes. I'm out of money. I want to go get something to eat. So you go to the little, little arcade, you know, like your parents only gave you like 20 bucks or whatever, because 20 bucks, 20 bucks at a fucking arcade back then should have literally lasted you two days. Yeah. But then, then I, so like you, you run out of money playing that and you want to get something to eat. They have pizza up here. You can go there and the, like a slice of pizza was like 10 fucking dollars. And it was shitty Aramark pizza. Yeah, I, I was. It was insane to me how how pricey this place was, how poor the quality was of each individual game. Again, it was dirty. The lights mostly didn't work, and, I, and I'm like, "What is happening?" I, I feel like I'm still one of those people that I think that if if you, you know, like like the movie, if you build it, they will come. And but it, you have to keep it relevant. You can't have games from fucking twenty years ago. Where like you know you when if you go into an arcade and the first like big premiere title that they have is the original Street Fighter cabinet, just leave. Yeah. Because I mean I mean like they don't care they don't give a shit and it speaks volumes of that whenever you walk in and you and you're like they have Contra. They have fucking Contra in a cabinet right there. <laughs> That's I'm gone. Illegal. See, you. peace <laughs> out. I mean I mean you you obviously don't care, so I'm not going to give you my money. Right. And, and it, it to me, it seems that these people were taking all this money that they were getting and they weren't reinvesting it to make sure that their investment was long term and that they had the, the broader spectrum. Because I like a lot of these people look at it and they say, oh, these kids will play anything as long as it's bright and colorful. And that's just not true. I mean, especially considering that the, the generation that they're trying to cater to are people that are, you know, years of my age, right. where now they have retro arcades in Boise. They've got the I don't remember what the fuck the name of it is, but it's a, it's an underground or a basement pub well like it's a pub and they've got all these old arcade cabinets i love the idea there's a reason why i don't play those fucking games anymore because they are old and yeah. they're slow and they run like shit and they look like shit and i know i am the worst in this group about if it doesn't mean like a certain graphical quality i just don't care and, and all of those games are like that and i my but i love the idea of an adult arcade where they actually gave a shit because everything was clean, everything was nice. The cabinets were well maintained for their age, but they were still fucking really old. So I'm like, would it kill you to get like a DDR machine in here, or yeah. or anything? I yeah. mean, anything that's within the last five years would be considered a major update to any of these arcades, and you just don't see it. And it's right. disappointing. I mean, those retro pubs you see them popping up left and right. Uh, they had one like that in Tulsa uh, called the Max. <laughs> and you'd go there, and it was really cool. I mean, they had all the the retro like tube TVs playing like the original Terminator and the original Star Trek and all that shit. That's cool. And you you would have every you know weekend people would cosplay for the eighties. They would come in full fucking you know eighties attire to to fit the theme, and that's cool also. But they would have a bunch of arcades there, very poorly maintained arcades from. The early 90s, late 80s. Most of the fucking joysticks didn't work anymore. Um, and, like, I mean, they were free to play. Most of them were free to play. That's cool, but... Well, I mean, at least there's that, I guess. They're, they're, they're fucking just taking up space because they're broken. <laughs> like, yeah, the uh, I mean, all they are, all they are at that point is their side dressing. Yeah. For everybody to fraternize in the center and go, oh, look at me, I dress like from the 80s. You know, aren't so cool. Now let's go back, and you can Chinese finger trap me with your two frat boys. And <laughs> and and it's disappointing because there there is so much that you could gain 
both monetarily and and if you were actually interested in the culture, you could actually perpetuate the idea that it's not over, it's not dead, because it's very much alive, but for some reason, people don't want to invest in the idea of updating. And because I mean, like, I know that I know I know that it's not necessarily a great example, but like in, in Japan, arcades are fucking enormous there. Yeah, and, and and they've got them everywhere. And and I look at I look at you know pictures and images of arcades in in Japan. I mean, even if the games are kind of like outdated because they still have like SNK and shit like that. I'm like, but they're clean, they're brightly lit, they're well maintained. You know, there's a there's a huge influx of people that are in there and they're all playing. And I'm like, there's no reason why we can't have the same thing in America. Right. With the with the amount of competition and everything else that you could bring in, local competition to have people playing together, there's no reason in the world why we couldn't be having the same thing. Except that people just don't want to update. They don't want to, you know, keep things. They want to keep things interesting, and they want to, for some reason, the the quality of establishment is always so fucking low. And I mean, like, I'm going to use it as an example, but the the Boise Pub, it's it's a nice idea. It's a it's a basement pub, but it's it's really small. It's dimly lit, and that's fine for I guess what it is. But I never really felt like they cared enough to really make it really clean, and it didn't feel modern. I'm I know it's supposed to be retro, but retro doesn't have to mean that you've put in minimalist effort. Right. I mean, like a, a, a cabin in the woods. Is is a cool retro rural idea, but it doesn't have to not have running water. Sure. So I mean, I just I don't know. I feel like like the 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 idea is great, the potential is there, but but just everybody's like, in order for it to be retro, it has to be like in the eighties. But I mean, there's there's a reason why we're not in the eighties anymore. You know, right. we, we've 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 moved on since then, and and apparently, in order to be time period accurate, you have to like you have to think it sucks. And I, I don't know. I'm. I guess I'm not there with that. No, I mean, I understand retro. There were some games out there back in the day that were really fun. I mean, I I really did enjoy Pac-Man. I really did enjoy Galaga. I mean, solid games, but there should be a section. Yeah, put right. that, that that stuff in the corner. Make sure it's well well maintained, but put your main attractions up front. Um, the actual you know recent shit. DDR machine, of course, and every single arcade I've ever been to with a DDR machine. For those aren't who don't know what that is, it's a Dance Dance Revolution. Um, it's always close to other loud games, and the thing that just gets me is that you have to be able to hear the song. I mean, you don't have to, but it really helps the whole Dance Dance Revolution right. experience. You have to hear the beats so you can, uh, you know, step to the beat. So, it just drove me nuts because they would always put the Dance Dance Revolution machine right next to the uh, uh, whatever the fucking diagonal one was called. Step it up or something like that. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, here's the thing I mean, about the the placement of those machines that you because you're you're right because they take a lot of the loud machines like the the Guitar Hero types, the the um, even like the drum games. They they all put them in the same section, and and that's ludicrous to me because. Think about the amount of money that that you would be. I guess not really saving, but think about like the the placement that would be great for other games. So then you take your DDR machine that the whole purpose of it is to have music, and you put it in a section where the games aren't super loud, 
but they're very intense focused or, or they're slower. You say that like you put like your DDR machine like right on the outside of where like you have like your you know your ghouls and ghosts and your in your Pac-Man and your your retro games. Yeah. That the, the the music is either inaudible or not that great. So then you have DDR, you know, fifteen feet away. So then the entire time you've got basically a soundtrack that you're listening to, but somebody's playing it. So I mean this your soundtrack for this section is making you money right there. Yeah. And it's entertaining the people that are right here. They're being their their mind is being stimulated beyond what they're just doing right in front of them. And then you take the other music machines and you put them in different places where the person who's playing it can hear it and the people around them can hear it and they can appreciate the music. Because let's be real, it doesn't matter what kind of music you play in DDR, they're basically all the same fucking song. And almost nobody who hears it will never not tap their foot because that's just the way that songs are designed. Same thing with all those other, like the, the, you know, the, the beat agent games and the, the guitar hero games. I mean, guitar hero is all classic rock. So I mean, you can put that in the older section or, or whatever, but I mean, it's about placement. And so you can like make every, every facet of your arcade entertained beyond what they're doing. And, and it, would make me crazy, like you said. You walk in and you see the DDR machine is like nestled right up against another music machine. So then you have two fucking people playing, uh, basically opposing DDRs. So I mean, that's that's maddening. I, I'm like, I don't know why you would ever do that because it just seems to me like like this like like if if I'm playing my Fire Force Plus Maniac, which would be fucking hysterical, and the person next to me is playing some other song and the beats are off. <laughs> I mean, I like, just. You know, <laughs> I, 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 no, I can't. I don't understand what's happening. Right. And you know what? Like, I've thought about this at great length. And I have so many ideas. I really want to open an arcade. And you know what? I wouldn't even be mad if it didn't, you know, make me money. If it just broke even, mm-hmm. I would be happy. Because that's, that's one of the biggest problems with, um, you know, people that own arcades is that they think it's just kind of there and it's just a you know uh something that kids will throw money into and all you have to do is make sure it's got power and they don't realize what they've got they don't ever fucking keep it maintained they don't put it where it needs to be they don't appeal to the right people they think it's all you know kids between the ages of 6 and 12 uh that are going to play these games i don't know man i i've got just so want to do this i just i just know that it's probably going to be a bad investment and i well i mean if you go in if you go and think that you're gonna make a bunch of money you're gonna be wrong right i mean that that's that's just the reality but that's but that's also the nature of small business i mean like they say like you know, within five years you should start to see some return on investment of what you're of what you've put in right but i mean that's five years that you have to be able to keep the doors open so yes. i mean you have to think about you know the area that you're putting in the 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 demographic that you're looking at. So like in an area where you know it's it's super hot for most of the year, or it's super cold for most of the year, that's not necessarily a great area to have it in, unless it's in a in a more uh, downtown urban area, in which case you can have like a lot of foot traffic. Normally, you have to think about shit like parking because I mean like you know you need to be able to have parents being able to put their kids someplace. The thing about the retro gaming place that that I dislike is that it's it's on a corner in in downtown Boise. Now. The thing about it is that like we had to park like two blocks away in order to walk there. And, and so there was like there's nobody fucking in there. There was like maybe seven people and it was fucking Friday. So, I mean, th- there wasn't there just wasn't enough people in there because all the parking in the area was you park. You had to parallel park everywhere you were. And, and that sucks. Yeah, that's a, that's a terrible placement for something like that. Um, 
especially considering that like uh, the the main area where they have like a lot of the restaurants and, and bars and shit was was further away. So it wasn't even like you wouldn't get somebody wandering in for man of foot traffic and being like, "What's this?" You know, we happened to be in the area because we were checking out the Capitol building. So like we saw it and I was like, "Oh, it's kind of cool. We should go check that out at some point." And you know, that's the only reason why I ended up finding it. I didn't even Google it or anything because I mean, I, I never would have thought to. Right. I think that one of the things that I, I would love to see in an arcade. Which I mean, we're seeing a resurgence of of people making retro style games, mm-hmm. and I think that it doesn't take that much if you have like a a, a basic understanding of I guess electronics to take a simple monitor and a simple keyboard joystick and load up a particular game. Say, let's say Volgar the Viking because it's fucking hard and it's got the the 16-bit graphics. Right. So then you load up Volgar the Viking and then you have that in an arcade cabinet. It's an updated modern game that not many people have played that is hard as shit and it's just like uh, Ghouls and Ghosts and people could sink quarters into it. And, I'm, and I mean quarters, not like some of these fucks that put like 75 cents to a dollar to play some old fucking game. 25 cents for a new game that most people have never even fucking heard of. And it looks good. It plays good. It's hard as shit, but it still looks good and plays good and still appeals to that retro vibe. Yeah. And you can do the same thing with any of these other fucking platformers that are coming out that, that are new and they look good. I mean, you can get them on Steam for fucking like $10 so that you spend $10 to buy it. Let's just say like you contact the company. I want to pay, you know, I want to pay you 500 bucks so that I can have the license to put it in cabinets to make money off of at, at an arcade. And, and, in, in doing so, I will advertise that this game is available on PC at this price from this developer. So then you take it, you put it in a cabinet, and you put it on display, you have all the display materials, and then people are sinking in quarters to keep playing this fucking game yeah. over and over and over again. So say, like, you know, Little Nightmares. You can easily play that. You can easily play Little Nightmares with a, with a, uh, a, a joystick and a, and a one button because it's just jump. That's, I mean, it's jumping. Well, yeah. sorry, two buttons. Jumping and grab shit. So, I mean... There, there are games out there that you could easily convert from a PC title that is supposed to be like the retro feel, and you can convert it into a, a box cabinet. Easy. And, and the fact that it isn't being done just shows that there is zero imagination of the people that, that are trying to make uh, all these arcade cabinets. Because I bet you most of these fucks are like, I want to make an arcade. All I need to do is keep the lights on, and kids will just come in and throw handfuls of cash in there because they're idiots. And so I'm going to buy, I'm going to go on eBay, I'm going to buy 32 Street Fighter 2 uh, cabinets that are in, you know, uh, poor to medium condition, and I'm going to have them sent here, and I'm going to hook them up to the wall, and I'm just going to be like, I- I'm going to be like in the back jerking off all the money I'm going to make. <laughs> I'll, I'm like, that's I'll not going to happen. the end of the day with a big sack. <laughs> yeah, with my, I'll, I'll jump into the sack of my Scrooge McDuckian bank of all these quarters that these these kids are just going to be throwing in there because they don't they don't know any better. Gonna have a big dollar so, sign on the out of yeah, it. <laughs> yeah, spoilers: the kids do fucking know better because their phones have games that look better than Street Fighter Two. Regardless of how good Street Fighter Two was when it came out, that was when it came out. I mean, that, that's one thing is that that people in arcades don't get. Time has progressed. Things are better. And they don't want to be better. They don't want to keep up with it. It, it, It's just fucking frustrating because it's a great culture. And that's something that we don't have right now in America. There's a bunch of kids can get together and they can have a common interest and they can fraternize with each other, work with each other, play with each other, and and have a good community. But instead you get a bunch of little troll assholes that are online yelling at each other. 
Yeah, yeah, that's, that's and what we've become. people fucking fighting and doing drugs. When I was a kid, and I got a bunch of money, I went to the fucking. When I was young, I got a bunch of money to go down the arcade. I didn't have money for drugs. Between magic cards and fucking uh, playing at the arcade, I mean, I wouldn't have been able to, I wouldn't be able to afford a drug. Right. So I mean, the best way to prevent your children from doing drugs is to make them poor. Video games were my anti-drug. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah, so one day, once you guys uh, invest in us, we'll open an arcade. We'll call it the Dashley Gentleman Arcade. There you go. Boom. It's going to happen. Boom. We'll sell, you know, beer. And um, we'll have dancing dancing women in cages in the corner. And we'll have uh, the Cantina song playing on repeat 24 hours a day. (laughs) That'll be the only song available on DDR. It's just (laughs) the beat is faster. (laughs) Which difficulty do you want? Yeah. Do you want Java Nabada or do you want, you know, I'm sliding into the Sarlacc. <laughs> so another thing that uh, we did back before the internet, well, I mean, the internet was still there, but it's just, it wasn't quite advanced enough. We were still, we're still talking like dial up and shit. We weren't there to where, you know, you can just pop on the internet any given time and play games. You had to like make a plan of it and get people together. You couldn't just pop in to a lobby of random strangers. You had to call your friends up on your home phone and say, "Hey, why don't you get on Duke Nukem 3D tonight? We can tell Ned into each other." We had LAN parties. You ever go to any LAN parties, Frank? I did. Yeah. <clears throat> Did you play? Yeah. Uh, Starcraft. Sounds about right. Uh, big StarCraft. I mean, really, when I did LAN parties, it was just it was all StarCraft. StarCraft and um, we played Half-Life Encounter. Well, we played Half-Life and Team Fortress. So Yeah. That's a good one. Um, before PC LAN parties, they had... Um, wasn't very popular. It was... Um, you could plug in two PlayStations together. Um, Never did that. You use a little link cable, but I would play a whole lot of Command and Conquer. My brother on on PlayStation. Yeah, Bleh. it was good. Retaliation, Bleh. good stuff. Bleh. I think that was my favorite. My favorite. Bleh. Um, but I think the game we played the most and party was Halo. Yep, because it was just made for land parties. All it was was, oh, you can have 16 players on on four Xboxes. You better have a big house and a lot of friends. <laughs> I, I, I was bidden to leave a party because of Halo. Yeah? Yeah. I never played it. I never, so look, OG was there. He saved me. But uh, no, no names, though. We went to this party, and... This gentleman and I were not friends, and he challenges me to to play Halo. Yeah, I'll whip your ass at Halo, and I said, "Yeah, probably." I've never played an Xbox before in my life. I'm like, he says, "I'll play you Halo." I'm like, "What's a Halo?" Mm-hmm. I, I'm don't know. Okay, fine, sure. So then we played, and we played for a while, and and I had never touched an Xbox controller in my life, 
I never even I didn't even know I, I I knew what an Xbox was, but I didn't own one. I didn't mess with it. So my first experience with it, let alone playing Halo, uh, we played one v one, and I beat him one hundred and fifty one to three. And he literally became so enraged that he grabbed his Xbox and yanked it out of the wall. And and I'm not even shitting you. He threw it out the fucking window. I've heard and, this story before. <laughs> and and I, I'm sitting there and I'm like. Did I win? <laughs> I mean, because I can't not I can't not be a dick. Apparently, yeah. I mean, because there were I mean, because I, I know that the, I mean I know because I was winning and I knew I was winning. I'm obviously I'm winning, but but I mean like I didn't have to do shit like zoom it in on him with with a sniper rifle and go. Do you hear that? What? Pow! And then drop him. <laughs> I mean, like I, I just I didn't have to, but but I did, and and so I know I exacerbated it. I was, I was, I'm, I'm older now. It's no less, it's no less funny, but I mean, I definitely don't regret doing it at all. Sure. <laughs> but no, that was my, that was my first time playing Halo, and and I loved, I loved Halo. They put it on PC, and I think, I think the time, the time when they started putting military type shooters on PC and making a so that everyone could play online was the most amusing time for me because you had halo which was very run and gun you fire i mean there was no iron sights or whatever and and that's what we played a lot of we played a lot of halo and then um you know i played a lot of command and conquer renegade which was very much the same and then uh kyle and i for a while we were playing uh soldier of fortune and we started playing it online (laughs) and it was so fucking funny because you could tell the dudes who were older than us and wanted to, and, and we're being military professionals. Sure. Because there'd be like a, a corner, and, and, I, and I remember this so vividly, this dude was around the corner, and he was doing the... Hmm. Coming around the corner. And meanwhile, I literally sprinted at him, jumped up over my shotgun, fired straight down, blew his head all, way, all, all over his feet, and then just kept running. And like, <laughs> he, I'm like I'd see him, like he'd line up, and he'd take a knee, and I'm like, what's this guy doing? He'd take a knee, and he'd start taking shots, and I'm like, just dance, I'm, just, I'm, I'm literally just bunny hopping, and then I go to him, pop, 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 dead, and I just keep <laughs> like the whole time, and 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 I knew the man was going insane, yeah, because he was like he was like zero kills, and me and Kyle, I mean, it was it was the worst. He's look at the score; it was like zero kills, twenty eight deaths, and, and me and Kyle were just like laughing the whole time because we were just shredding this guy he couldn't kill fucking anyone because he he every time he would see somebody he would stop completely and then and like i'm taking the shot i got him and then people would just literally run by him and just gun him down i mean so like this time where the military shooter and then the the run and gun halo quake thing were sort of like having this weird fucked up flipper baby (laughs) It was sad. I mean, it's. I mean, like now you wouldn't be able to make a game. I mean, they they are out there, I guess. But but the the run and gun games have definitely made like a down a downward trend, where if you jump in a game, you know you can't shoot, or right. or your accuracy suffers incredibly, which is unfortunate because in a lot of ways I think that that made you so much faster, of of a player, versus you know your battlefield. Where like you know you you get into a fight and you immediately hit the dirt and then you proceed to just like 
almost have like ye old standoff with a whole bunch of other people and you make a firing line and whoever is the one that didn't get shot the most is the one who wins and, and I just I miss I miss where like there'd be like six people and firing the fucking rockets and lasers and shit and they're all jumping all over the place and it would just look ridiculous I love that I think that. that's why I'm so shitty at Battlefield is because that's what I live for I mean I Halo through and through that's what I was all about I mean, even Call of Duty was a lot like that. Like Call of Duty is a lot like that. I mean, Call of Duty is like the the weird culmination of of Halo and Battlefield, where it's like we want to be super for real, but like at the same time we acknowledge that we're not super for real. Yeah. So I mean, I'm like, but what are you aiming for then? Because you're kind of neither, and and it's weird because you know they they got this um thing thing I hate about modern military shooters is not about necessarily who's better. It's about who shoots first. Yeah. You know, did he notice me before I noticed him? If I noticed him first, he's going to die. If he knows me first, I'm going to die. I mean, that's almost always how it is right. because it takes you like you have a fully automatic weapon and, 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 but it only takes you two, three shots to kill anybody, regardless of where you shoot them sure. versus like quake or halo where like you have armor and health. And like, you know, like I, I blasted this asshole in the face six times with a shotgun. He finally died. Because he'd been running around and grabbing all the fucking armor and the entire level, and I'm shooting him, and I'm like, he's still standing. <laughs> I don't know why, but he's still up. Or or fighting, where like you have two assholes, basically fight, fighting with blunderbusses over the health pack. Right. Yeah. So I mean, the fight could go five minutes because you know the health pack keeps responding, and then one dude gets it, and they just keep fighting, and it never stops. See, I think. Worst. I think that's why I've taken such a liking to Doom. I mean, I never played Doom 3, but this latest Doom, uh, it's so good. Everything about it, the gameplay, the story, the graph, the graphics. The graphics? The, well, because Doom 3, or the newest Doom, Doom, I, I'll, I'll talk about Doom, it's, uh, it, it's, it harkens way back to, like, Quake. And, and the way that it plays and the way that you get health and everything, where it, it's very fast-paced, it's very jumpy, and it doesn't try to pretend to be anything other than a, a ridiculous super superhero romp through a sci-fi hellish universe, yeah. which is exactly what it should have been. Because Doom 3 tried to walk this fine line between a Doom game, a military shooter, and, and a horror game. Yeah. And it didn't do anything, didn't do any of those particularly well. I remember when the game first came out, and you could either have a gun out, or you have a flashlight out. You couldn't do both. And I'm like, this asshole, because like, you have a pistol with this hand, and a flashlight with this hand. But I mean, like, ne- you know, ne- never the two shall meet. How am I supposed to do two things when I, when I always have my hand on my dick? <laughs> right. I, I mean, and it, and it was, and it was so, it, but the game was so dark. Yeah. So, I mean, like, you have your flashlight, and you see dudes, you're like, oh! And you put, you put your flashlight down, and you pull out your gun, and it's pitch black. Where do you you're go? Like, <laughs> pop, pop, and you miss completely, and you see the shot hit the wall, and you're like, fuck. Dead. So much for the element of surprise, now I'm dead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, okay, there's that. I, land parties, I guess just back in the day, house parties in general, I used to call them nerd nights. Where you fuck just yeah, get, dude. Just get a bunch of people together, and, uh, Play video games just on a console. I mean, we did a whole lot of... I think, okay, so I think my be- best, funniest moment. <laughs> this is at Jared's house. <laughs> oh, no. Street Fighter 4 had just come out. And one of his friends came in, not naming names. 
Jerry had actually drawn a picture of this because it was going to be a comic, and then he kind of abandoned it. But funny nonetheless. I'm drunk off my ass. I had never played Street Fighter 4. But obviously, as I had said previously, Street Fighter 3 was my life for at least two and a half years. So he comes in, and he's acting cocky. I'm almost like falling asleep drunk. He's like, what's up, bitches? I brought Street Fighter 4. Who wants to go down? I'm like, I do. Me. (laughs) Me. Me. I literally had the controller back behind my head. I was like not even staring at the screen because I was so drunk. And I was like 12 and 0. He's like, dude, he's not even awake. (laughs) (laughs) That's so funny. This this game's fun. This is the first time I've played it. I like this game. Uh, but no, I mean moments like that. You just I, I I live for moments like that, especially in gaming when somebody wants to talk all that shit, and you just kind of put them in their place. You don't have to. You don't have to do it like an asshole. You don't have to be like, "Hey, what's that? Is that a high score? Is that good?" No, you just. <laughs> but, but I mean, to be fair, that is fun, though. To be it, fair, I mean, like is. if they're talking all that good shit, I mean that 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 is fun. It is, but I think I. The most fun I've ever had rubbing it in was by not rubbing it in. It was just like I'm half passed out and you can't even beat me. <laughs> like I, I love, I love having those moments, and then you just get up and be like, "Good game, dude. You know, well played, well played." And like they know, they know, they mm-hmm. know that it wasn't. <laughs> I mean that it was a that it was a virtual hate crime, and and they're like, "Yeah, good, good game." And I'm trying to hold back man tears. <laughs> And it's funny, that kind of jumps onto a... <laughs> hey, Scatman! Jumps onto another uh, topic of... Especially in the arcades, and this also happened in one of the land, the land house parties where, you know, you'll have... I think I've mentioned this before, and I'm not trying to sound chauvinistic, but every now and then, you get a lady who has played a video game or two. Oh my god. You're one of those guys? No, 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 no. Okay, look. I've had girls that I've that I know for a fact are into me, and they'll say something like, "Hey man, I'll kick your ass in Mortal Kombat. Let's go, let's go try it out." And I'm like, kind of into me, but I'm going to destroy her in Mortal Kombat. <laughs> so we go and go down to the arcade. All right, put your money where your mouth is. Oh damn, what is it? Ten and zero? You're you're not good at this game. Oh yeah, I guess I'm not. But we're having a good time, right? Like. You're I, like, yeah, I'm having fun. I'm Whooping your ass. I'm having fun. Do you need me? You need to borrow some quarters? <laughs> yeah. But uh, this this time it was like shortly after you know the the uh, ass fucking that was Street Fighter Four at that party. The dude's wife is like, you know what? I'd whoop your ass in Mario Kart. And I'm like, what? <laughs> Seriously? <laughs> she came back next weekend and did. It was the first time ever that a woman had said to me, I'm going to beat your ass at a video game that you know very well and have played a whole lot and fucking deliver. Wow. Yeah. I'm glad. I'm glad me, she did. Me One too, for women. Actually. One for women ever there. Put that chauvinistic Neil in his place. <laughs> Hashtag feminism. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I mean, I, I'm not afraid to admit that it happened. <laughs> I'm just I'm a little glad. sad. You're a little sad? I don't I'm like glad that I'm glad that she like she like rolled in and slapped that faux mustache right off your face. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's move on to uh, our, yeah, our last too. topic, 
which is <laughs> you want to talk about sports? You want to talk no, about? No, say it to my dude, face. you're good. No, you're all right. Say it to my face, dude. <laughs> um, our last topic is life after the internet of gaming, and that's what uh, we're talking about. Loot boxes. That's what we're doing. Frank, tell me about loot boxes. That was a rough segue. <laughs> that was like the segue that ended the segue guy. Look, I mean, we could go on and on about how gaming has progressed and then sort of regressed after the internet, but let's just go to the end of where the, the end of gaming. <laughs> the, the, the end of gaming. Yeah. I feel like that's not necessarily wrong, but these loot boxes are becoming a, a pandemic. You know, I mean, they're like, I, I'm, I don't dislike the idea of loot boxes, I guess. I mean, Blizzard kind of made it, unfortunately. What's the word I'm looking for? Made it apparent that people would pay a lot for loot boxes yeah. with Overwatch. Because, I mean, tons of people play Overwatch. And the thing about Overwatch is that you, you buy a loot box and it, and it has a skin, maybe. Uh, and then, but, but Overwatch is loaded with so much superfluous shit. Yeah. And if and if you're the kind of fucking idiot that looks at me and says, I really like the sprays, I know that you're fucking lying because no one cares about the sprays or the stupid fucking icons that there's like 600,000 of. Right. And and you know that's why they made them. They made the sprays and they made the, the icons specifically so that it would give them a bunch of shit to throw in these loot boxes so you would always want to buy more. And you can get the loot boxes for people who don't know. You can get the loot boxes in Overwatch by leveling. You level, but lo- the higher level you get, the longer it takes to get to the next level. You get one box, one loot box for leveling, and you get four or five items in it. And sometimes you have a chance. I think the the stats from China were that every thirteen point five loot boxes, you get a legendary, which may or may not include a legend, which which may or may not include a legendary skin or or legendary money, which fucking whoopty doo dub. But the right. thing about Overwatch that sucks is that they re- that they release limited time or limited edition skins that you can only buy during a set time. And they make the the coin value, so like the gold value so fucking high that the only way that you can probably get it is by buying loot boxes. Right. So like I mean I wanted the I wanted the Widowmaker uh skin that they came out with most recently and the the one for the the Suns Out Guns Out. And I wanted it, but when I went in to look at it, it costs three thousand gold to get it. You know, you you get on average for like because you can only get gold through loot boxes. Right. So like I get like I would get like five five gold for a voice line I already had, or like thirty gold for a skin I already had. I'm like there is no conceivable way for me to level enough for me to get this three thousand gold. I would have to buy loot boxes within this time frame to be able to purchase the skin. I can't just be like here's Here's thirty cents. I want to buy that, or, or, or like here's four dollars. I want to buy that skin. You can't do that in Overwatch. You have to get it through the loot boxes. And I know that it's purely cosmetic, but at the same time, that that's a, a that's a level of gambling that that is unfortunate because you're missing out on on some of this limited time quality that this limited this limited time stuff that you can get for the game for characters that you really like that you that even if you play the game incessantly even if you fucking buy loot boxes you may not get 
you might never get it. I mean, like, you might get all the legendary shit that you get might be for characters you don't give a flying fuck about. I mean, and that's what makes me crazy about it because I'm like, I see the skin, I want the skin, I will give you five fucking dollars for the skin. It's flat out. But you can't do that. At least on the flip side, they weren't doing it before, but that's how they were playing doing it in Heroes. It used to be like, you know, this the skin was ten dollars. The skins being the heroes being ten dollars and the skins being fucking ten dollars was insane in Heroes. Because I mean League of Legends, isn't it like like a couple of dollars and it goes up and down in value. Yeah. Like they run sales and shit. I don't remember because I didn't play League ever, but. I think League has also gone to that model though. Well, that's unfortunate. Very but so. so so then let's, you know, but now in, in Heroes, it's, you get a loot box every time you level, but you can level individual characters and then you can get a loot box that way. Right. They give, you, you level a lot quicker, you get a lot more loot boxes, but there's also a lot more stuff because there's a lot more characters. So then you get, Voice lines, skins, uh, they have emotes, which is insane because I don't know anyone gives a f- shit about emotes. Right. Um, they've got the stupid fucking sprays. Uh, they got the stupid fucking icons. I mean, the shit that no one gives a sh- gives a damn about. But the thing that's that's nice, at least in Heroes, is that you can purchase um, gems. Yeah. But but here's the thing about the gems: it's a lot like your free to play mobile titles, where like you know you you could buy you could buy five hundred gems at a time. But it costs you six hundred gems to do anything, right? Right. So then, like you know, you so you have to buy you buy a thousand gems. You do two of we do one of one thing, and now you have four hundred left over, and then you have to buy another five in order to do another of one thing. Microsoft started that shit with their fucking Microsoft points. Did they? I yeah. I, I never did. I never used it, so I, I mean I couldn't tell you. But yeah. I mean I know that like I, I understand that because like I I did play a couple of, like mobile titles, and I never paid for anything on a mobile title. Because I, I'm one of those, like, at the time, whenever I was working at Domino's, I played this um, game where it was all about building up, like, your armies and shit. Mm-hmm. And, and I always thought it was funny because, like, I made it myself un, un, unattackable, uh, which I thought was an amusing thing for, like, the supposed war game. And I would build these fucking insanely huge armies because I was unable to be attacked. But the nice part about this particular model is that everybody was supposed to pay to make this shit happen faster right but because i was awake for so long all the time it fit my lifestyle perfectly because i wake up in the morning i start creating all these different armies and then i would just check it in tomorrow and and, it, and i so i just kept building up and building up and building up and pretty soon i had like <laughs> i had like a two million man army which is fucking hysterical because then at one point i was like i'm not going to play this game anymore and i just sent him to attack everybody in the area and i destroyed everyone i lost half my army i still had a million fucking people left uh-huh. i'm like i am persia 2.0 suck my dick sparta <laughs> and so i leveled the entire countryside and it was wonderful and i quit playing the game and i didn't care anymore right. but it's the same thing because i noticed that whenever you're looking at you, know, you could build X amount of guys. You could, you could get it faster. It's going to cost you 600 coins, but they sell them in 500, 500 coin uh, installments. Of course. And I'm like, of course you do, because fuck you. Yeah. And, and so now, now a lot of premium games are going with that, that loot box model. And that's insane to me, because this game, at least, these, free, these free-to-play games, even Heroes, you, you can invest a bunch of money in Heroes. And you can you can that can be money well worth because you're gonna have it forever. Right. Uh, but but the thing about Heroes is that it's still a free game. You can still get into Heroes and play it free to play. Right. But Overwatch, you pay sixty fucking dollars to get the game. Yes. And then you have to pay loot boxes to continue to enjoy different things in the game. Now I know everyone always like the big proponents and defenders of Overwatch. 
Well, I mean, you can get those just through progressing. I am at I'm at one star one star thirty. It takes me like fucking sixty games to get a level. Yeah. It takes forever. So I mean, there is a point where if you want anything, you have to buy loot boxes. There's no other recourse. And I I, I find that to be for this particular kind of thing to be an egregious business model. It is. And that that going that being said, you know, you can't at this point talk about loot boxes without talking about Shadow of War. Right. Now I, I read I read an article by Patricia Hernandez on Kotaku where she basically says it's not as bad as it sounds. I mean, here's the thing. On on principle I I despise the idea where you have like a single player game and then you can or have to buy all these loot boxes after spending the amount of money that you do because you get $60 that buys you the game and as anyone will tell you anymore $60 doesn't mean shit anymore like you so you spend 60 bucks you bought the game but then like unlike any AAA game right now EA Ubisoft Warner Brothers um you don't get the entire game you spend $60 for the opportunity to play the first little bit. And then after that, you have to spend, you know, $15 here and $10 here and $10 here and $10 here. And then 110 fucking dollars later, now you've got the entire game. And then on top of it, you have to pay for fucking loot boxes. Now there was a rumor going around that the game was going to be blocked behind loot boxes. Right. And, and that is not, not really true. The thing is, is that the final ending of the game requires that you do a certain amount of uh, battling, and it's very grindy. But you don't have to buy these legendary orcs. It just makes it a lot easier to get through the end of the game if you do it. But most people are finding that naturally occurring orcs are just as good as a lot of the legendary ones, and they fit your purposes. So like rather than so you get like so say you buy like a legendary box and this is this is the way she explained it and I, and I thought this was brilliant because this is absolutely true it, the way that the nemesis system works and the way that the orcs work in, in Shadow of Mortar and in, and in Shadow of War is that they have weaknesses and and some orcs are not are going to be more susceptible to one thing versus another so she she found that when she bought the the loot box and she got a legendary orc the legendary orc was great in every way but he was afraid of curse damage so then if he fought if he if he was a commander a war chief of a little castle in the progression towards the end of the game and he was attacked by another war chief that did curse damage the guy's useless right because he's he's terrified the entire time so then you've effectively not really helped yourself in any way just by paying for more money or just by paying more money to, to to progress in the game because okay. it still depends on on your development of that of that particular orc, of that particular character, and then the placement and usage of that one. You didn't just get a legendary and throw him in the field and then he won. Right. So I'm like I'm like okay I get that. I mean I, I can agree with that. Um the but the other thing is so then you buy so then you you buy loot boxes, and then you get useless shit. You know it's just like with Overwatch. Right. You know you you've got you get items you don't care about. You get orcs that aren't that great. So what's the point? The only thing that that isn't being talked about. No, it's it's bad that loot boxes are in it at all. I mean, like the, I, I will say that to the day that I die, it's bad that loot boxes are in this fucking game at all. But she says that in the progress of the game, they give you a ton of gold and they give you a ton of orcs and and loot boxes 
through the progression of the game. So you get a bunch of them just just playing it naturally, mm-hmm. and that includes the the legendary works and shit like that. They're just like the ones that you would have paid for, and you get a bunch of them. She said that she got so many of them that she just stopped opening them because she just didn't care because she had her naturally occurring works that she had that she had uh, gotten and then put to the field were superior because she had handpicked them and groomed them and then brought them up. So I'm like, well, that's good. I mean, I appreciate that the game isn't being broken by right. by this particular business model, but it's still there. You're still doing loot boxes. You're you're still paying 110 fucking dollars for this game, and then you're throwing more money at it, or have the potential to throw more money at it. And people who have like a gambling complex, they're gonna not be able to do anything other than that. Right. If the game is supposed to be super grindy to get to the final level. You know, I don't have the kind of time. Because she's like 60 hours in, and she's, you know, only 72% of the way to the end of the game. And I'm like, holy shit. You know, I, I don't have that kind of time. Right, right, right. So, I mean, like, somebody like me, I, uh, I mean, like, not that I will, but I mean, I can understand somebody has more more money than time. Be like, I want to see the end of this game. And so, there, I'll, I'll dump some more money into it. So, I me mean, personally, I... I don't care if I see the end of it because it doesn't mean anything. I mean, like, it's it's so far it's so far out of canon, I don't give a shit. But the 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 principle that it's still there is awful. Yeah. You know? I hear you. You know what I just realized, and I'm probably slow to the uh realization, but uh so basically what they did with loot boxes. And you're right, they it taps into the uh gambling addiction of everyone because gambling feels good it's basically just a slot machine it is in the game it's it's completely random it's a slot machine that you play with fake money that you have to buy with real money Mm -hmm. and you nine times out of ten get garbage yep absolutely nothing that's that's what loot boxes are and to, to be quite honest they need to fucking go away in fact I know they're starting to crack down on them a little bit, like even uh, even Overwatch, I think, and even also Hearthstone had to start. Uh, and this was in Japan, but I think they just made it across the globe. They ha- they made it to to list out what your chances are of getting certain items. Um, there was this game that I played on uh, iPhone for the longest time because I was all super into Match Three for the longest time. Um, it was Marvel. Um, something or other. Uh, but it was basically a match three game. It was bejeweled. Mm-hmm. Um, but you had the same thing. You got loot crates, and that was the only way you could get new heroes, uh, and to power up your current heroes, was you get loot crates. Now you would get them naturally throughout the game, but if you wanted to get them faster, here spend sixty bucks. And- and maybe you'll get what you want. But even then, it would show you your likeliness of getting each percentage-wise, getting each one of those items that you're specifically looking for. Until recently, Overwatch and the rest of those games didn't do that at all. But it had become a law, I think, in Japan or China. Both. Both? Okay. So that you at least have to know what your chances are of getting that one thing. Which I think is okay. But I wish they would take it a couple steps further and say, this is fucking gambling. The ESRB recently did a, um, uh, a ruling on where they said that loot boxes are not gambling. 
So, I mean, like, as far as the law is concerned, it's open and shut now. So, I mean, the they've decided that they're not gambling. They're not going to be in, they're not going to be regulated. It's just it is what it is. So loot boxes officially have the the federal green light to continue. Um, now, I, I will I will tell you that Blizzard is actively has a has a lawsuit in place to prevent North America from allowing their numbers to go out. So like they so you're talking about like where they have like a two percent or three percent chance to to have that happen. The Blizzard is put it trying to attempting to my understanding to put in place uh, legislation or not legislation but uh, uh, an I mean like what would it even be like an embargo on on that information in North America. So like, like you can see it in Japan and you can see it in ja- you can see it in Japan you can see it in China but they don't want you to see it in America. Like why though? Because this is where their major player base is, and if you if you know what your chances are of getting this particular item, you're not going to spend two hundred fucking dollars in loot boxes trying to get that particular item. Because I mean, like if you look at it, and you're like, I have like a one point five percent chance to get this Widowmaker skin that I really really want because I love those fucking legs, and that took us is just enough for me to kill a man over, and I have a one point five percent chance to get it. I would actually probably be better off to go into my bedroom and then to just masturbate quietly to my Widowmaker pillow versus actually trying to spend the money to get the get the thing or i could take that money and buy another widowmaker pillow and just rip up the one that i've got so i mean you could do better things with your money and i think if you see your chances of getting the shit that you actually want it makes you look at it and go i can buy groceries tomorrow though (laughs) you know i mean because like i mean like the thing about like overwatch especially is this changes nothing about my enjoyment of the game beyond a cosmetic Right. The character still plays the same, still functions the same, still acts the same, has the same, more or less the same voice lines, depending on your skin, they, they kind of change. Yeah. But I mean, that, you know, it makes you really look at it and be like, is it worth me buying 100 loot boxes with a 1.5% chance of me getting this? Yeah, I mean, is it really worth it? Yeah, you start doing the math in your head rather than just start buying shit randomly or blindly. Yeah, because if there's, if there's no numbers on it, then you're like, well, I have a chance. I have a chance. So, I mean, like, you, you know, you, it's the, the, the reality is you don't. I mean, you really don't have a chance no. to get that. So, I mean, it, and it's, 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 it's frustrating that they're trying to go that route. I mean, I'm disappointed that Blizzard's decided to do that. But, you know, they did. You know, what are you going to do? Yeah, I mean, you could boycott it, but you'll be left in the dust, really. I mean, that's that's unfortunately the way it is. You could sit there and say, "I'm not going to do this. This is wrong. Fuck this. I'm gonna I'm gonna vote with my wallet." Well, you're gonna get vetoed right. by the hundreds of thousands of millions of other people that don't give a shit and do have right. the disposable income, i.e., their parents' credit card. So, right. I mean, and th- and that's what we're seeing. Uh, see, the thing is, though, that right now with the with the way that the trend that is going on with loot boxes, we are seeing the the what, what I would like call like the final step, where we are we're and we're gonna go right into talking about Battlefront Two, and Battlefront Two is taking the concept of loot boxes and just like wrapping it up in a gilded dildo with pay to win, and the the decisions that are being made there, I hope make this game fucking fail unbelievably hard where you can buy the best items in the game are in loot boxes. And if you have money, you can buy the star cards and the equipment and you can make your character 
virtually fucking invulnerable. I mean, and, and to, like in Overwatch, you can say, well, this shit's just cosmetic. And it is, and you're right. It is just cosmetic. You don't need to have it. But in, in, Battlef- in Battlefront, it is affecting the way that the game actually functions. Right. So, like, I mean, for example, one of the star cards that you can get, and each one of them levels, and, and, the, uh, and you have to get the loot boxes and pay to level these cards. It's not like you play the game and then the thing levels. You pay for them to level. So you can get level four cards for all these different slots for some of these heroes. And some of them are ridiculous. Like, Boba Fett has an ability called Death from Above where he flies in the air and shoots fucking rockets in every direction. But he can get, he can get a card that makes him at level four, makes him 100% invulnerable to damage while he's doing it. So he, has, he, is, he already has a high health pool to begin with. And now he's fucking unkillable. Yeah, and then he has no- another card... Yeah, then he has another card. Doing that. Right, he has another card where at level four it gives him a fifty percent rate of fire increase. So his his blaster is fifty percent fucking faster than it is is to begin with. It's already an automatic blaster rifle. So I mean, like you went from to yeah. I mean, you, and it, it doesn't. I mean, it's pinpoint fucking accurate. I mean, it's unbelievable how fucking accurate this thing is. So I mean, like you, across the map, because if it's the same, if it's the same way it was in Battlefront One. There was a guy, whenever I was playing it, a guy got Boba Fett. He wanted a fucking 92-player killing streak. He was killing fucking everyone, and he the shit is so accurate, and it does so much damage and fires so fucking fast that he was killing people from across the goddamn map. And, and I'm like, what is this game? Yeah. I mean, like, what is happening right now? And it's just as egregious on the Starfighter side. You get the cards, you get like your, your let's just say like you get your, your Y-Wing. You get your Y-Wing, you get your level 4 card, you take 40% less damage overall. Then you get your other card, you get 100% health regeneration in your Starfighter. So you're, you take 40% less damage, you, take, you do 100% health regeneration on top of a natural regeneration. You don't die. You just don't die. I mean, like, you're virtually fucking invulnerable. And it blows my mind that, that they're looking at this and being like, that's good good decisions. Yeah, good, good call. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and so I mean, you literally pay. So at day one, people are going that that just bought the game for the enjoyment of playing multiplayer, having their Star Wars Battlefield experience, are going to get fucking ass raped by yeah. these people that that are are loaded up to the gills with all this money, and, and they and it's unbelievable because you know I, I'm all for like I'm not all for it. I don't like loot crates. I know I, I said that I don't really like them. I don't like the randomness. I would rather pay you for specific items in your store. But I understand that there are people there that, that don't feel the same way that I do. They like the randomness. They like the endorphin rush whenever you get the, the chance for something really good to come out. You see that legendary, you know, even if you already have it, it feels great to get it again. But then, have you know. meetings for that, by the way. <laughs> right. I mean, I, I'm not into that. You know, I, I would rather be like, you know, I see it come up and I'm like, that's cool. But I, I don't also don't buy that shit. I mean, I, I don't pay for loot boxes. In Heroes, I buy I buy the hero directly. You know, I mean, like, I, I'll, I'll pay X amount of gems. I'll buy the hero directly. I don't want it to be random. You know, or I'll pay the gold or, or fucking whatever. Right. But again, all that shit's cosmetic. Uh, with the exception of buying heroes. But I mean, again, you can buy those directly. Right. I mean, you can, but, you can earn those, actually. Right, I mean, you can buy, get earned through gold or, or, you know, whatever. I mean, but then, like, now in Battlefield, you are legitimately paying to have a, a market advantage over the other players. It's, it's not even really that, okay? 
It's not even that. Yes, it is, but you have to look at it more like this. If you don't give us more money, you're not going to be even with the people that have given us money. So that means right. they've created a new baseline for their game, saying, we sold you this game, but it's going to be 100% shittier for you because you didn't give us more money. I mean, they did that in the first Battlefront. Mm -hmm. Where it was like, hey, you didn't pre-order and spend a little bit more. That DL44, yep. that thing hit like a fucking truck. I mean, I pre-ordered because I, I wanted to get, um, I wanted to get the, the PlayStation 4. And, and I was like, oh, okay, well, I'll, I'll pre-order it. And, you know, because I wanted to get the, the Darth Vader PlayStation 4. And I got it. Right. And, and so then I played the game. And the fucking handgun does so goddamn much damage. And the, and the recharge rate on it was, was virtually, the over, oh, sorry, the, the heating thing on it was virtually non-existent. And so then you see everybody that's pre-ordered it, like you stormtroopers running around with a DL-44. Everyone used it. It was like, it was a whole bunch of duelists. Pow, 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 nonstop. Yeah. All you heard was that gun going off. Nobody used any of the, the base weapons. Nobody. Uh, I mean, that, that, that was one of the things where I'm like, did you need to put the most powerful weapon in the game as a pre-order bonus? And, I, and I, that, that was one of the things where I'm like, they said, oh, there's, they're coming out with Battlefront 2. And I'm like, I'm concerned. Because I feel like their business practices aren't going to change any. No. I mean, like, because the, the first game looked beautiful. You know, it, it, it didn't make any sense. It, it ran like shit. It was designed terribly. Uh, but, you know, it, it looked really good. It was the potential to be the Star Wars game that we wanted. It was nothing like what Battlefront players wanted. But the, the potential was there. Right. Star Wars Battlefront 2 is still nothing what players wanted. And now they've made it even worse. With with the the not only the pre-orders but then with the loot boxes, and the best fucking items in the game are in goddamn loot boxes. So I mean, like if you just buy like fifty fucking loot boxes, you can get potentially the best goddamn armor and weapons in the game. Yeah. So I mean, like, and here's the thing. So you're right. They do. They've created a new baseline. So so let's just say, like, you know, you you know, you're getting your ass just literally shovel fed to you, and you're you're sick of it. So you, you just, you spent, like, fuck it. I'm, I spent $60 for this game, but I'm not enjoying it. I'm going to spend another $60 and we get all these fucking loot boxes. And now you're on an even field with all these other assholes. I mean, you just effectively spent $120 fucking dollars on a game to literally have a chance to enjoy the product that you spent. Yes, absolutely. It makes you the difference between being like, you know, TK1141 versus Delta Force fucking you know alpha a over here right i mean i mean like you i mean just, i guess like like for me if i if i was the person who bought the the base game and i and i'm and i am in the trenches i'm struggling it's a fucking firefight y'all and i'm looking at this other guy next to me who looks just like me is up on top of this thing and he is just killing the shit out of everyone and he's i'm watching him take shots to the face motherfucker just will not die i'm like why am I even playing this game? Yeah, Why am I even, even here? Can't even contribute. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like I stand up and I'm like, uh, I get, I guess, you know, oh god, and then I'm, I'm in the trench. Yeah, you know, I mean, I can't stand up because they're more accurate on because their guys are just like this asshole. So I mean, like you have players who, and, and it's because it, I mean, I, I always used to say, well, no, we, no, I always used to say, but like, you can always just be able to tell like the people that play like free free to play games that haven't spent any money on it. You know, like they got like the, the basic horse or they're really low level or whatever. They they didn't really invest a lot of time and effort into it. But then 
you know, even in Battlefield, you have like a guy who you can tell is relatively low, not just because of his level, but because he doesn't have all that much gear. Right. But, you know, he can still just as easily kill you as everybody else can. Yeah. But in this case, with, with this, you know, you're just cannon fodder. Absolutely. You're, you're basically just fodder. You're, you're fish in a barrel for the people that actually spent a shit ton of money. Yeah, and, and it blows my mind. I mean, it blows my mind that, that that's a decision that, that a game company that is attempting to produce a product that they intend people to play multiplayer, probably online, would, would make. Because, yeah. because now it's not even fun to watch because you have a guy who whenever like, he, he rolls into a match, if he has four cards on everything, then you know you look at him and you think, did he earn those cards? Or did he just buy them? And then it gives, it gives, gives you the, the, the next question of if he, if he didn't earn them, if he did just buy them, or if he got them through the boxes, uh, you know, is his victory counted as being a legitimate victory? Right. Should we praise him for skill that is, I mean, it may, the skill very well could be there, but, but is it there, though? Because, I mean, is he just paying to be, have a market advantage over everybody else? Should we praise him for that? Should we even watch his content? Should we, or should we be saying, like, you know, it doesn't matter how good you are because you're never going to be at a point where you're good enough to outlast the scorn for having cards that give you an advantage. See, that's, that's a lot like in Hearthstone. Hearthstone, if you're a free-to-play player and you can reach Legend, it's, it's known as like some f- legendary feat. Like just you you don't ever hear about it happening and when it does happen it's such a huge fucking deal because you're you're playing with inferior cards yeah so if it does happen damn you must be really good at this to make your shitty cards you know plow through these people that have you know poured tons of money into the game and that just depresses me (laughs) yeah i mean it shouldn't be like oh once in a great while you get a guy that that beats all the odds it's Hey, the people that want to play this for free should be able to enjoy it just as much as the people that are fucking pouring money into it. And that's right. one of the things I loved about League of Legends until recently was that you know, no matter how much money you spend on the game, you're just as good as anybody else. It right, just, and that's you, that's what I love about about heroes because I mean, yeah. you know, it, it doesn't matter because it is free. I mean, it's free in every way. I mean, if you want to buy cosmetic shit, great, fine. But I mean, they're going to give it to you along the way. Right. You get the gold. I mean, there's you, you don't pay for the gold. You you get it through you know, doing the quests and then playing and contributing and, and whatever. And I and I think that's great. I mean, if you want to buy a certain shit, you can buy it. I think that's a perfect system. I mean, yeah. because it's like there there are individual things that that you want. I want to pay for that. Fine, you know, whatever. But I mean, it, it doesn't it doesn't mean it doesn't mean anything more than that you bought something that you that you particularly liked, right? But then that's why, like, um, I, I always felt that you know even the new Battlefield is a superior game than say um, Battlefront because Battlefront you know you you buy you buy these cards and then it gives you a decided stat advantage in in every way, but in Battlefield you have the same potential equipment as everyone else because you start out the exact same as everybody else all the classes all have their own individual items but then the amount that you play progresses and you get different weapons and items and you can customize them as you see fit right but your guns don't kill any less or slower than than your opponents or somebody who who i don't even know if you can spend a bunch of money in, in battlefield i think you can still buy loot crates but i mean 
you know, again, you get the same shit from from just playing the fucking game and unlocking different shit. Right. So I mean, like, I, I guess, like, you know, for especially like um, Battlefield One, I don't, I don't really know because I didn't play all that much. But four and three, it was, it was all strictly locked behind um, progression. Progression. Yeah. So I mean, like, if you, if you didn't, you know, you could, you could get stuff, you could progress in a class, and then you unlock your weapons that way. And, and I love that because, you know, that's just I spend that much time. But I mean, just because like I have a 249 Bravo and you start off with a PK Chang, it doesn't make mean that your gun's any shittier than mine. It's just different. Right. And that's and that's perfect from a gameplay perspective. But I mean, now we're doing the you you spent you spent $60, you bought the game and then you spend another $60 on top of it. And now you got a bunch of loot crates and you got like a shitload of level four cards. You know, you, you got the hero power up for Boba Fett and now you are literally going to fist everyone on the map. And, and I just, that sickens me. Hey, dude. Uh, yeah, no, so it, it goes, just, just the idea of it is infuriating. It, it goes back to the freaking Penny Arcade comic. The one that says... Pretty soon we're gonna. This was this was made like 15 years ago. The comic it basically says, pretty soon we're gonna have it to where the damage you deal is directly uh, related to the amount of money you spent. Every swipe yep. of the card is like a swipe of your sword. Damage shown by the amount of dollars you spent. <laughs> pretty and much. I mean, and and that's that's almost 100 percent accurate to to this to this particular subject with with especially with Battlefront. And I think. You know, I think that um, the thing that scares me about Battlefront is the same thing that I said scared me about the about the election is that we're setting a new precedent mm-hmm. where we have we have lowered the bar so far that we are setting a dangerous trend for going forward. Yeah. So, I mean, especially like, I mean, God forbid, I mean, like, I, I don't like to wish poorly of companies. I mean, not so much like. I don't. I don't mean like the publisher. I mean like Dice, because Dice they've made a great they made a great game for what they were bidden to do. Yeah. I don't give credit where credit's due. The game looks fucking phenomenal. The game looks phenomenal. It runs phenomenal. I mean, I, I've seen it. I've seen the footage. It, it looks good. It looks interesting. The story sounds good. You know, everything about the game looks and is presented very well. But the business model makes it so that I want this game to tank. I want this game to fucking suck and I want no one to buy it right. because I don't want this game to be rewarded for that kind of an abusive system because yeah. going forward, you're going to see it all the fucking time. I mean, we already are. And that's the thing. It's yeah, I think this is pretty much the peak of how bad it's gotten. I mean, it, it's been pretty bad. I mean, they've been dancing with the, the, the threshold of, immoral when it comes to business practices i mean up until now and there have been some exceptions to to my statement here but up until now it's been primarily cosmetic which you can debate on whether you want it or not it's still that gambling feel but right in the end it doesn't affect the gameplay now we're dancing with well it might i mean it'll give you a little bit of an advantage and now it's just like if you don't buy this your game is shit you might as well not even buy the game at all Right, I mean, because you're just gonna sit there and die. Yeah. I mean, ba- Battlefront and Battlefield are are difficult enough because you know you've got 32 players on both sides shooting the shit out of each other. There's lasers and fucking bombs and rockets and other kind of shit flying in every direction. Just standing up is a perilous enough prospect all on its own. Right. Let alone giving everyone else you've got a handgun 
with five bullets that may or may not fire, and everyone else has like fucking full Kevlar and a goddamn LMG, and they're ready to lay waste to the countryside. I mean, that's what it feels like going into this fight. So if I bought if I bought that game and I went into it, I know that like I mean my skill. That's the thing. So you go into it and you buy the game and you start playing the game. When you die, do you sit there and berate yourself being like, man, I got to get better? Or do you get to sit there and be like, you know, does it even matter? Well, you know, you I die, you die and then you're like, you die and you're like, okay, because I mean, and then you look at the guy and you're like, well, yeah, I probably would have, you know, because this guy's got fucking level four everything. And then day one, he's running around, he's murdering everybody in every on all the trenches and nobody can stop him because he's got fucking level four and everything. Right. So, I mean, of course you're going to die. I mean, and, and then at that point, it's like, do I just stand up and because I mean, like in Battlefront 1, when somebody would get Boba Fett or, or Han Solo or, or one of the heroes, it was literally just the entire team would just stand up and just rush him. And there was no there's no tactical. There was no strategy. There was no I mean, and it was never one of those like, you know, hey, you turn around the corner and Boba Fett's there and then he takes some shots and he has to take cover. He just stand in the middle of the open. He doesn't need to fucking hide. He just mow everybody down. Right. And you have to throw your entire team at him long enough to deplete his health pool. Now you've made it so he's fucking invulnerable. So okay, now now literally whoever becomes Boba Fett first wins. The Boba Fett, I mean, Han's on the side, Boba Fett on the side. But I mean, Boba Fett has market advantage because he has he has more attacks, more guns. He has fucking rockets and shit. Yeah. I mean, uh, he 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 is he is the hero to get. Yeah, I mean, even fucking Darth Vader doesn't doesn't matter. Darth Vader, Luke Skywalker, they they put these characters in there with lightsabers, and no one gives a shit about them. Right. Because like, if you're not playing fucking Boba Fett, then you might as well not even have a hero. Bad man, man, dude, they freaking. So, why was it so better on the original Xbox with Battlefront Two? Like that game was a masterpiece. They did because they did it right. I mean, they had. Because they did combined arms in a Star Wars setting. It was Battlefield, Star Wars shit. They didn't try to make it so like it was streamlined. They didn't try to make it so that this side versus this side, and then there's this narrow-ass little valley, and you guys got to fight. You know, and, and they didn't try to make it super gimmicky. It was There were control points, and your army spawned there, and their army spawned there, and you guys fought. Here's your weapons. Here's your fucking vehicles. Here's your planes. They're all from the fucking movies. They're, they're, you know, you, you jump in them. They all do the exact same shit that they did in the movies. They move the same way. You get your heroes, and they're powerful, but they're not overly powerful. Right. You know, like your Jedi can block shots, but they're still, they were meant to be temporary. They weren't meant right. to be this, like, you know, where like it was, it was one of those things where like somebody got to be uh, Mace Windu, and it wasn't that he, he was going to single handedly turn the fucking tide of the battle. It was that whenever you're fighting, Holy shit, that's Mace Windu. That's awesome. Yeah, and then you you know, ah, Mace Windu. Ah, and you keep fighting and and it was cool. So you get to see these heroes in these different fields and and it was just something that was neat. But now, you know, everybody's so packed together that you have you have where the vehicles they don't fucking matter. Uh-huh. Um and if you have a vehicle, it's going to just smash everyone to pieces. Uh the 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 environment doesn't really matter. It's just a, it's just a really like close together maze. It doesn't feel like there's ever any battlefield elements. And then one of the things that was the greatest about the original Battlefront was the transition from um, space to indoors. Yeah. Where you know you had like the 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 major battles in Coruscant, where you had your guys who were uh, primarily only in fighters fighting guys who were in fighters, and then you had people spawning in star destroyers to get into a little skiff and then they would all load up 
and then your starfighters would have to protect you while you drove that battalion and dropped it in the other Star Destroyer. And then you had to try to take points there, and then that would start blowing up sections of that ship. Yeah, I, I mean, so like awesome. the transition where, like, you actually have like it was it was like having multiple maps in in one confined and not one confined space, what in one in one map. So you have like the the Star Destroyer, and then you had the the battle cruiser, and the they would shoot at each other. Mm-hmm. So I mean, like they were actively trying to damage each other at the same time, and, and I think that's wonderful. I mean, the way that they did the, the the maps in that game, I was like, oh my god, it's fantastic. But then you know now you have this one, and, and that's what people were asking for: the transition from Star Wars shit to ground shit, and and big open maps where people could fight, and there's a whole bunch of fucking people. There's no reason at this day and age where 64 people is your maximum. Yeah, I mean that shit makes me insane. I hate seeing a 64 person maximum uh, because. Planet side, really. I mean, big fucking huge open maps, ten thousand people on both sides, just skull fucking each other to death, yeah. and and it, and it's a great experience. That sounds weird to say, but it's still a great experience. But I mean, you could do this in a Star Wars setting. So I mean, like even if you raise the cap to like, I don't know, like one hundred and forty people, you know, I mean that's crazy. seventy people on both sides. I mean, like that would be a fantastic tactical experience because like they've got commander positions, you got tanks, you got you know your starfighters fighting each other and providing ground support because that was the whole purpose about having uh, the the planes in battlefield to begin with is that they were basically supposed to fight each other or if one of them got down the time they was taking the other plane to come back up to try to take you out you were bombing the shit out of people that are on the ground so the whole purpose of having that was to fight each other yeah and, and so i mean it's the same thing in, in in the original battlefront where like you had you know the air uh, the planes flying overhead they start shooting at each other and the one of them goes down and they shoot the people on the ground and that's how the the new battlefront was supposed to be but the fucking shit flies so fast that it's almost pointless to try to shoot people on the ground right because i mean you drive by you're like pow pow and then you're gone and, and so i'm like you fire two shots and there's people on the ground are like oh right. we're fine <laughs> I mean, nothing meant nothing. Yeah, I mean, like you know, Dave might have just been turned into space dust, but I'm all right, so it's fine. <laughs> uh, hi, Carly. Um, yeah, no, I, that that was what I was hoping for. I mean, when I saw the previews for Battlefront Two, I immediately thought of the old Battlefront Two. I'm like, yes, please. You you understood that. People fucking hate Battlefront 1. And you're going to do it right this time. Lol, not really. <laughs> Give no, me money. just just kidding. <laughs> I mean, it literally, I mean, I was so, I was kind of the same way because, like, the way they presented the trailer, I'm like, oh, it's going to be, it's going to be totally different this time. Nope. It looks just the same. Different environments, and it still looks spiffy as shit. Uh, it's the exact same game. Awesome. Thanks, everyone. Hi- high fives on the way out to the ATM to try to be able to pay to play this game. Moral of the story is that there's no moral. I mean, we, we're never gonna get our way. No, we, I mean this I, is, I, and this is how the transition has happened. This is how we, how far we've come. We've regressed to this shit pile. I mean, you, you look at the the old game, old old days of gaming, and you fucking spend you know forty fifty bucks. And you get the full game. Like mm-hmm. even Street Fighter back in the day had expansions and shit. Like you had Street Fighter Two, Hyper Fighting, Super Street Fighter Two, Super Street Fighter Two Turbo, all that shit. And they were all like full games, but 
one was a slight improvement over the other usually it's just wait a while i mean yeah i mean go play at your friend's house he already bought the game he was stupid he kind of jumped the gun but if you just wait a while super street fighter 2 turbo hyper fighting is going to come out and then you'll have everything you can just wait a while but games now it's just like it's become a money grab at every single turn like and and just like you said earlier, I mean, I'm sure that they had the best intention. The, the the developers were basically saying, "Look, this game is gonna be awesome," and then the fucking business guys in the boardroom is like, "All right, I know we're charging sixty dollars for this, but how can we charge more?" Yeah, how can we how can we beat just a little bit more money out of out of the player base? And we want. Not, I mean, when, when do you start? Yeah, when you start looking at your players. Or, or the people who are purchasing your fully your full retail product, less like a consumer and more like a pinata, <laughs> then you have to start really reconsidering what you're doing. And then, I mean, but the, but I would also say the consumer needs to be more concerned about the way that they are treated. Right. Which is why you know I wish people would, as they say, vote with your wallet. Don't buy Battlefront. Don't buy Shadow of War. They're I mean, Shadow of War is less egregious because, again, like you know, it's been it's been sort of like proven that like you get like a ton of shit anyway. Yeah. But I mean, in the case of a Battlefront, it is literally empowering a select few people who are willing to pay uh, more money to have a, a substantial advantage over everyone else. People need, as a consumer, you need to not purchase this product, and that is the only way that EA or or the I think it's EA uh, is going to know you have done wrong you have wronged your audience your core group of people who are going to play this game and make it successful and and push it to the limit are the people that you have alienated by making it really fucking expensive and then making us have to pay on top of it yeah and, and, and there are I, I wish that they would learn that but they're never going to they are there are alternatives out there i mean there are plenty of games out there that don't do that shit you just don't hear about them as much because they don't have the budget to fucking advertise like i don't know ea or dice or any of these fucking companies right i mean you look at um fucking what's it called uh i mean doom wasn't that way um but then again I mean, plant, I, plant side too you know i mean plant side too because if, if you're talking about like a, a big combined arms game plant side two is still like it should be like everyone's go-to game yeah because there is no player limitation and you get there's a ton of fucking stuff to do. I mean, you have individual roles, but then you also have like um, vehicle roles, and you know, there's the cosmetics. Anything that you want in in a giant combined arms you know, FPS, you can play. You can get in Planetside, and you can get it for free. You can play the game from start to finish for free. Every weapon is different, but not markedly overpowered versus another weapon. Right. So, like, I mean, you have like the sniper rifle that can punch your ticket at fucking like a thousand meters sure a headshot will kill you no matter where where the fuck you are if you have another sniper rifle of even inferior quality but if you if you hit that person that's trying to snipe other people in the head because i mean kyle's done this kyle was our sniper whenever we were doing that he was our scout and our sniper so he would tell us where shit was and he would be, be cloaked and he would counter snipe whenever we needed him to and he would mark targets for us and he would let us know when shit was coming in so i mean there's a guy who was like fucking level, battle level like fucking 450 or some ridiculous shit. And, and Kyle was keeping him dead with the standard cheap ass sniper rifle. 
Right. I mean, it, it, but even though the other guy, he had a one-hitter quitter sniper rifle, it was slow as hell, and you know he would take the shot, miss Kyle, Kyle killed him. So I mean, it, it, and and that's how it should be, where it's a different weapon, but it's not necessarily a better weapon. Right. It just it just suits a different playstyle. Right. But I mean, you you look at a game like, not quite the same, but a game like Titanfall, for example, especially Titanfall Two that just recently came out in the last six months. Fantastic game, brilliant. I mean, storyline is amazing. The online multiplayer, awesome. They don't even make mention of loot crates or any anything else other than the game that you bought. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's so unheard of nowadays. But you buy a forty dollar game, that's the game. And and the, the thing is, is it's on Origin, you know. Which <laughs> that's a, that's his problem. Which is, yeah, that's the biggest problem. But I mean, they made a fantastic game. They didn't have to gouge you. They said, "Hey, this is a great game. You'll play it because it's a good game." We don't have to sell you any more shit than that. And it won game of the year and all this other shit, and all these other awards, and people play it like crazy. But it's kind of faded off into you know the the shadows because these other big games came out. I mean, that people got bored of it eventually, but. Just play it more. Just wait. Just wait until they make another game just like that. You can't. I um. I remember whenever whenever that one came out, Battlefield one came out the exact same time, and I was so enamored with the idea of a World War One battlefield mm. that I was like, yes, I I want that. I mean, the game looked great, and you know, and and every all the all the I I totally. I mean, I don't know if I'd say bought into the hype, but I bought into the idea of it. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then I and then until I actually played it, and I was like, "Oh, it's Battlefield." I mean, it's just like it's just like Battlefield Four. I mean, it's legitimately the same thing. Nobody uses a fucking bolt action. There's bolt action zero. Right. I mean, like, and nobody uses the goddamn horse except for like very infrequently. Uh, and you know the and the one the one one or two times I have seen somebody get on the horse, I mean, like, it's raked with machine gun fire. Yep. I mean, you see you see these fucking support guys hoofing it with a browning automatic rifle uh that is i don't know probably about 80 90 pounds uh if if we're being real but i mean they're you know no big deal just just running with it and then firing from the hip as they're going i'm like that's just so fucking dumb yeah (laughs) that made me crazy and then you have like the snipers when they said that there were gonna be snipers i imagined rifle scope that's it yeah. You know, and then and then you have to deal with the bullet drop, and then the distance, and then whatever. Um, it's not. It, it's it's the rifle, and then it, it's a scope, and there's a an experimental rangefinder. And I'm like, this is World War One, y'all. <laughs> I'm like that. That's not a thing. So I don't know what the fuck that is. And I'm like, why? I don't understand. I mean, I had a feeling they were gonna do it, but like a lot of like the weapons in that game. Are, are all super highly experimental and I, I wish I, I wish that they wouldn't have done that it, it was like I played um I know this is this is tangent sorry but like they, they made a hit they made a history channel civil war game it was a first person shooter civil war game I'm like I, I love the idea of that first fucking levels Antietam and I'm like fuck yeah so yeah you get your rifle and there's a bunch of guys bang they're still alive. You're like, oh shit, everybody missed. So I mean, like, you got and that, that was the first level. You're still using muzzle loader. So I'm like, I love this because everything else was bayonet charge and you had to fight in the trenches. It was right. wonderful. And then 
the next level, you you have a Lamat pistol, which didn't come out until after the war, and you had a Henry repeater, which didn't come out until after the war. I'm like, okay. this is a history channel. This is a game from the history channel. So I'm like, what well, what the fuck is happening right now? I don't understand. And that that was the exact same feeling that I had when I was playing Battlefield One, where I'm like, none of this shit existed. I mean, yeah, it existed, but I mean, it was like there was like maybe two in the world, but every one of these assholes has one. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, like, no, no. I'm with you. I mean, I'm I'm all for if you're a game priding yourself on freaking you know historical accuracy. Come on, come on, <laughs> just just come on. You, you gotta. You gotta at least try. I mean, I can understand. Oh man, we're a couple years off on that one. Okay, but dude, come on, <laughs> you're just a little bit more than a couple. I mean, you know, it's yeah. I don't. I'm not. I'm not a fan of that. I don't appreciate that. Yeah. Well, I think we've uh, <laughs> machine gunned that dead horse. <laughs> oh, dude. I mean, I had to. I'm sorry. You brought up. You brought up. Um, uh, Titanfall came, like I said, it came at the exact same time. So I mean, that's why I ended up picking Battlefield One over Titanfall. And I, I mean, in, in retrospect, I kind of wish I'd have picked up Titanfall. So it is the superior game. Turns out, it's not too late. It's still a good game. I know, but I have too much time uh-huh. to do other things. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that's it, folks. Thanks for uh, watching. Thanks for listening. If you liked what you heard. Please rate, comment, subscribe, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, visit our website at uh, the www.dastardlygentleman.com. We got all sorts of things going on over there. And for those of us that are in the Dastardly Gentleman, feel free to look at that too and uh, we could still add more shit there, you know? I mean, come on. Just let me know what you think. Yeah, yeah. So I'm trying to say this as much of gosh. So anyways, look, we we didn't hear from anybody from last week to this week, and I just want you to know, I'm really disappointed in you guys. <laughs> I'm sure that means a lot. I mean. I thought you were better. Sorry, Dad. <laughs> I'll do better. Uh, my outro music. All right, there we go. So, anyways, please let us know. Please feedback us. We need it. We need to know that you're watching and listening because I know that you are. I see the stats. <laughs> That's cheating. <laughs> I know where you're from too. You're supposed to let him know. Oh, yeah. I forgot. This is like Domino's. <laughs> yep. Caller ID, baby. You're over there on the corner of Jamaica and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Caller ID, bitch. <laughs> I don't know who the fuck you is. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, thanks for watching. We'll see you next time. Bye. I'm never gonna dance again. Get defeated, got no rhythm. <laughs> Dude, Careless Whisper, how do you not know this fucking song, Neil?
about to cut fucking hell. <laughs> Look at this photograph. Every time I do it, makes me so.